Holy hemlock. Eighteen-year-old Sabrina Savage muttered in a barely audible voice. She brushed a few recalcitrant wisps of copper hair away from her face and lowered herself wearily onto the Grecian chaise in the corridor outside Abingdon Manor's second-floor drawing room. After folding her hands in her lap, she lifted her green-eyed gaze from the hallway's blue and green carpet runner to stare at the closed drawing room door. Anger and sorrow warred within her. At the thought of what Vicar Dingle and his three cohorts were doing over her late father's body as they chanted prayers to drive the devil from his soul. This is unnecessary, Sabrina complained, turning to her companion. Marrying my father in the dark at a crossroads defies logical reason. The 25-year-old baron, Edgar Briggs, shifted his gaze to her. Vicar Dingle is merely performing one of his duties, he said, sitting down beside her. The law demands night burial for suicides. My father did not commit suicide, Sabrina insisted, her emerald gaze glittering with her anger. The law is as stupid as Vicar Dingle. The law is the law, Edgar replied but softened his words by taking her hand in an obvious attempt to offer solace. The law is an horse, Sabrina snapped, yanking her hand from his. Giving him a look filled with accusation, she added, If you really cared about our friendship, you wouldn't allow the vicar to insult my father like this. Apparently, my father's judgment in refusing your marriage proposal was correct. I would never wish to marry a man who wasn't loyal to me. Sabrina, I cannot prevent the vicar from obeying the law, the baron said in a weary voice. Besides, your father would have agreed to my suit if you had told him you loved me instead of harboring a fondness for me. Love has nothing to do with offers of marriage or dowries, Sabrina told him. With a badly shaking hand, She smoothed the skirt of her black bombazine morning gown and added, or meaningless declarations of one's feelings, I do love you, but even I cannot change the law to suit you, Edgar said, a frustrated edge creeping into his voice. Ignoring his profession of love, Sabrina stared at the closed door again, but tried to keep her mind blank. Her father's untimely passing was difficult to endure, and she needed to remain strong for the sake of her sister and her aunt. Trying to regain control of her rioting emotions, she concentrated on the various portraits lining the walls of the hallway. As an earl, my father enjoyed friendships with great peers of the realm, Sabrina said. Her gaze fixed on a portrait of Prince Adolphus, the seventh son of King George III. Vicar Dingle will rue the day he insulted the savage family with such barbaric actions. None of these illustrious peers have ridden to Abingdon to champion your father's cause, the Baron reminded her. Surprised by his harshness, Sabrina rounded on him, but the drawing room door opened unexpectedly and drew her attention. Vicar Dingle stood there, 
Behind him, six parishioners were preparing to act as pallbearers. We are all ready, Vicar Dingle said. Sabrina stared at him for a long moment and tried to find a small sign of sympathy in his solemn expression. There was none. Finally, she nodded and turned to walk down the stairs to the reception foyer, where her younger sister and aunt were waiting. The Baron followed behind her. The vicar is ready, Sabrina told them, reaching for her black cloak. Seventeen-year-old Courtney Savage burst into tears. Aunt Tess put her arm around her younger niece and drew her close in an effort to console her.